Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. I'm Jack McCarthy. Thank you. And Fender Eckris is not here tonight, so it's just going to be Jack and I, or Jack and me, whatever the proper English is for that. Anyway, so I know I was talking last week about Gen V. So you said you didn't watch any of it? No, and what, after what you told me about it, I didn't bother looking at it because I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy this show. So yeah. I didn't give it a try. But I did, after we talked, um, I did watch the second episode of Loki. Oh, so you watched both episodes. Well, no, remember, the first episode I fell asleep on three times. Oh, so you never finished the first episode. No, I, well, I remember at various points from wake, falling asleep and waking up. Okay. After trying to watch it three times. So I think I may have seen a whole episode piecemeal. But um, you saw the second one in full. I saw the second one full. Oh, that's interesting. I had heard on one of the different podcasts I listened to that the second episode was uh, pretty good. So I'm like, all right, let me try that. All right, so I haven't watched it. I just have no interest in it. And it was depending on you, because I have a feeling Fedra is not going to really watch it. And I thought it was going to be like, what was the other one that you were watching? Oh, uh, the uh, Secret Invasion. You know, we didn't watch it. You watched it, and we just got it from you. Well, here's the thing. Now, now I'm at, now I'm at, the tipping point because my Disney plus hasn't expired yet. I mean, do you pay annually or do you pay monthly? Uh, right now we're on monthly okay, because so. we've gone past the initial contract of buy it and watch it. We're on monthly. So uh, it should be turning off any time soon. So uh, I think I'll get to see Loki episode three and that might be a make or break moment. Okay. So, I am interested because do you think it's worthwhile to watch? Because I I just didn't like the first Loki at all. Because for me, and I think I've discussed this with you, Loki should never be a good guy. He should just be a villain. And especially this Loki, because this Loki came directly from the first Avengers Loki uh, right. movie. So he's pretty damn bad. He never reconciled with Thor. He's just a jerk. And now all of a sudden, hey, look at me. I'm a good guy now. And I, I hate when they do that. He, well, I have to say, in this, um, he, in episode two of season two, he was a little, he had a little bit more of an edge to him. Because in the first season, he was just, it's like, what the hell did they do to this character? Um, the first episode, like I said, I didn't get to watch it all the way through in one sitting. Um, but in the second episode, he had kind of a little bit more of an edge to him. Well, what's um, the whole... And he wasn't looking at Sylvie with those, you know, puppy dog eyes the whole time. It, it, it seemed, it seemed more like the old Loki we may have known from maybe Thor, the Dark World. So what's the premise of this whole thing? Because when Loki season one ended, they ended up meeting. Uh, like, they met Kang. The they met Kang at the, the end. What was it? The one who remains. I think they were calling. Him. They weren't calling him Kang, but he was. 
he was a he basically was king and then um, did they did they kill him and by killing him it created a, a he, different king i believe he was keeping the other kangs out from the sacred timeline which is the marvel mcu timeline um and once she killed him it allowed all the stuff that he kind of kept under wraps to start spreading out so everything's been spreading out since she killed him loki gets kicked back uh he's not sure what's happened but the time variance authority uh has been altered from whatever the other kangs did when they were released well where is he like in the first episode is is he in an office desk or is he he's he's, he's back in the office oh geez i hate that and sorry it, well here's where it's kind of interesting because um from what i can ascertain from watching it piecemeal and from the previously on loki in episode two um the sacred timeline is branching out of control so they're trying to get it back together you know to harness them so this way you're not having these constant multi verses spin off from it so um, they're running around trying to figure out what's happening and in the meantime uh, the TVA is having its own sort of uh, civil war because they are splitting off because the Time Lords, in quotes, um, were revealed to be just puppets. So everybody with authority is getting their groups together to do what they want to do. So one group, uh, which I guess she's like, the military arm of the TVA has decided that she's going to send her troops out and nuke all these offshoots so they don't continue branching out and destroying the timeline. While she's making those plans, uh, Morpheus, Loki, and now joined by OC or short round from indiana jones oh that's another reason why i didn't want to watch this show well actually he's not bad he's he's the gadget guy they're coming up with a way to go in and reweave all of these offshoots back into the main timeline so this way at least everything will start to smooth out so they're coming up with a device for this meanwhile the military group takes off into all those space doors and they start dropping into all these branches well they have their devices that are going to shut down those branches so in the second episode they track down sylvie which is actually a funny scene because she's working at mcdonald's now oh yeah yeah it, it was kind of funny because she's working at mcdonald's and even though she's a loki here is she's happy, you know, giving burgers out to people and taking orders and that's interesting. You know, oh, I yeah, I refill the straws. I I'll get you more fries. You know, she's actually enjoying the slower pace of life. And Loki, Morpheus, and some other guy who kind of 
ducked out of the TVA into one of the timelines. He's uh, he's there, and Loki's like, well, tell me what happened, you know, because you got rid of me before you had made your choice of what you were going to do with the one who remains. You know, so he's trying to get the story out of there. Uh, but then the military starts setting off these bombs. And they track it down. They go wherever it is. And they stop some of them. They don't stop all of them. But they end up back in the TVA office. And you just see the people in the TVA, like, looking at the screen in shock as all these branches of, off of the timeline are disappearing. And they're like, you know, they kind of explain it in a way that you actually start to see the weight of what's happening. That every time they're destroying a timeline, they're destroying billions and trillions of lives. You know, and you're seeing all these little branches go away. And each time it's an entire multiverse disappearing. Uh, it's just too confusing. You know. You know so, I just wish they wouldn't do like time travel and alternate universes that way. Well, it's paring it down. I, I think you can have fun with a multiverse, but it creates too much of an opportunity for lazy writing. You know, like remember in the 90s where comic writing got very sloppy and lazy because any character. Oh, we have a new character, but we don't want to come up with an origin story. He's a mutant. You know, everybody was a mutant, uh, which saved the writer's time of coming up with an actual interesting origin story. Um, well, that's the problem when you start looking at the multiverse, because no stories don't count anymore. Because if it disagrees with something that came prior, well, this was happening in it. This is like an elsewhere novel from DC, you know, or somebody dies. Well, we'll just bring a multiverse version of him back. You know, it, it gives the people at Disney too easy of an out. And as we've seen from the Disney plus series, they love an easy out to do lazy writing. So, anyway, but, like I said, the second episode kept me awake. So, that's not a screaming endorsement, but it's better than season one and the first episode of season two. So, I'll see how season three, episode three goes, because I think that's been released tonight. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm still waiting... The clock is ticking, so <laughs> by the time I get to watch it, Disney Plus might be gone off of my TV. It's like the the nuclear code. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, it's ticking. Yeah, well, they don't give you a it's countdown of your subscription will expire in two days. You know. Well, no, like, like you just see you like you hand over a button and you're watching the third episode of Loki. And like you're about to hit the the button, that's it, it's done. And then you like pull your hand away and say, "You saved me with, with or you saved yourself with episode three. <laughs> well, um, we'll have to see what happens. But um, so were, were there variant Loki's in this other than Sylvie? No, they just had 
the Loki who was actually, um, like I said, had a bit of the edge back. Um, and it's a very interesting scene when he's how he's actually torturing somebody. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I just didn't like that series. I didn't oh, like any. The first I, series was like a bad Doctor Who run. Yeah, it's like. You it really was. That. Like, I, I think I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, it's like, I'd rather him just see, you know, be him, look at him as a villain and see him like with the frost giants uh, or something other than this is just garbage. Uh, but then again, maybe it's not garbage. Maybe it'll turn out to be something good, but with their track record, I don't it, think the track so. record. Their track record is terrible. So, which is why like, I'm not like saying, Oh my God, this was terrific. Let me renew. No, it's not there yet because Look at Falcon and Winter Soldier. I thought that's I enjoyed that series up until the last episode, and then it was like, what? What the hell? Why am I being preached at? You know? No, I really like the first episode, especially that scene of the Falcon when he's flying against and, the, the heli well, helicopters, right? Yeah. Or are they jets? There, there might have been jets too, yeah. but it, it just looks so good, and it's like I wish I would have seen that on the big screen. Like yeah, in a Captain America movie. You know? it, it did look very good. I mean, the first Disney Plus series, um, they looked good. It's obvious they spent money on them. And um, it's just seemed to deteriorate going forward. Well, after you talked about Loki season two, to me, it sounds like the same old crap as the first season, maybe a little better. I'm still not interested in it. Well, here's the thing. They packed more into the first two episodes of season two than nearly in the entire first season of Loki. Oh yeah. So the story, the story moved, which is an improvement in and of itself of a Disney plus series. Oh, that's good. And then, then I was after that, uh, I was in mood for a little Star Wars. So I went and watched the last episode of Obi Wan because I wanted to see, you know, the big lightsaber duel. And it was like watching that part and then, oh, read this on screen. Fast forward. Okay. Leia's on screen. <laughs> Leia with that little uh, pocket droid trying to defuse a bomb or whatever. No, that wasn't that wasn't in the finale. It wasn't. No, the finale was uh, the two storylines of Reva looking for Luke, and uh, Obi Wan and Darth Vader having their showdown. Um, Leo only showed up at the end. Maybe that was the the previous episode right before, but it, I just remember her being so super smart and intelligent that she could defuse a bomb, and she didn't even ask for advice from the droid that was with her. Uh, no, the droid attacked her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember? Because yeah. the droid had been reprogrammed. That bastard droid. But like I said, I just want to see the lightsaber fight again. And yeah, and how it? and how how good the lightsabers have gotten since The Force Awakens is... Really? Like, I, I like... Well, I like the fact that they throw off light. You know, that 
in the first trilogy and even they did that in the force awakens i i specifically the force awakens they did but oh, yeah, you said oh since since not, the force awakens not after okay right like uh darth vader would have his lightsaber on and it'd be right by his mask and there wouldn't be any sort of reflection or anything on it like meanwhile it'd be reflecting you know the overhead lights as he walked by but here it is a super bright lightsaber wouldn't it throw off any light um and that that duel with the light reflecting off of both obi-wan and darth vader um it looks really good i mean maybe i'll watch it then yeah okay. like i said just watch the last episode save yourself all the anguish of you know <laughs> what came before i'll fast forward the, the and, other stuff yeah but the lightsaber the lightsabers look really damn good you know so no i remember in the force awakens when they were fighting on uh what is it the of star killer base or star killer base yeah in the snow and you can see like when he had like his lightsaber up against ray that you know the red was shining on her face right uh, you know just before she was went into her meditation and used the force uh i i still i like that movie a lot you know i have very yeah, little problems I, I liked it too i mean some people have problems with it you know because oh it's just regurgitating you know the first star wars okay yeah you know what there were a lot of similarities but it was fun you know the nostalgia bring it back like this was what star wars felt like again so <laughs> i was i was on reddit and i saw somebody was complaining about the rise of skywalker and again they make a good point they're like why did the emperor basically announced that he was back why didn't he just do a sneak attack you know just show up with like all of his star destroyers and and ships and just obliviate the uh right you have one hour resistance. to surrender yeah uh, it's, it's more like you have three days <laughs> uh yeah it's just ridiculous but plus they also he made his announcement during Fortnite, you know, like where he let everybody know. So it was probably months that they knew that the emperor was still around. Yeah, because they were looking to confirm the announcement, and I don't is know it, that movie. It, that movie, it's it's at the point now. Like I've been saying, how every time I've seen it, it just bothers me more and more. I can't even watch Rise of Skywalker anymore. They, uh, you know, in the beginning, in the in the scroll it says the dead speak they should have put in parentheses see fortnite <laughs> yeah. hey i i still think they should have just done a media blitz like at 8 10 or something you know just broadcast it on every network television because they've done spontaneous commercials across all networks at the same time before that they should have just had you know well, they were idiots. The music starts and like I have returned. You well, know, they, they thought Fortnite was so big that all the Star Wars fans would have tuned in for that. But that's exactly what they did. I think they announced the time and the date that the Emperor was going to make an announcement or a special announcement was going to be made. But 
I'm sure 75% of the people that saw that movie missed that because they're not like. Yeah. Fortnite was. They're not like 15 year old boys and girls playing it, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, but like I said, that movie, I just, it just, it, it's gotten to the point. I, I just can't even watch it for the special effects. All right. Yeah. I did want to say I, I watched Batman v Superman again. I It's the movie I keep going back to. I remember when that came out and when Civil War came out that the same year, a couple of months apart, it was this big competition as to which one was going to be the better. Right. Film. And I think universally the critics and the fans loved Civil War. But I've probably only seen Civil War maybe three times. And I've seen really? that. I would say so, yeah. Wow, I've watched that a bunch of times. That's I might have seen it. I might have seen it twice in the theaters, but I, I think I, maybe twice at home. Um, I love the you know the airport battle. I think that's pretty cool. And then the, I should watch that again. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I will. I'll watch it this weekend. But Batman v Superman, I keep going back to. It's dark. I you know it's definitely dark, but I still like it though. And I like it more and more as I watch it. And I'm even, not that I'm forgiving them completely, but I, I'm not as annoyed with Jesse Eisenberg and uh, what's her name, Amy Adams, because I, I like the rest of the movie. I think that the rest of the movie is, is, is okay. And you know what? I'm going to make this huge statement that I never thought I was going to make, but I think... Ben Affleck is the best Batman we've ever had. After you've seen the Batman. Whoa. Whoa. That is that is a huge statement coming from you. It is, because I did not want him at all. I complained after nope, seeing the you movie. You complained for, before, for years. during, and after yeah. the Snyderverse. He's got the build. He's got the costume. He's super aggressive. Uh, and, and just the stuff that he does, it's, I, you know, I love that scene in the beginning where he's first introduced and, uh, he's basically, well, when saving they, when those they, girls they do the trafficking and the girls are afraid to yeah, come out sex of the traffickers. cage. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and just, just the way he moves and, you know, when he rescues Clark's mother, that whole warehouse scene where he just beats. Yeah, the crap no, that's, out of him. That, that's a good scene, you know, and it does have some good scenes in it. But the problem is, you got to sit through two hours of. Well, you you it, like it, so I'll refrain from saying what I thought. Two hours of stuff, but I I, I think no, I, I there's a lot of things to like in it. And there's also, I also agree with you. It's not a perfect film. It's not a ten out of ten at all. I mean, it's lucky for me if it's neat, but I, I just think that there's like the battle between him and Superman should have been a little longer. I, I felt, and uh, Doomsday, yeah. Doomsday could have looked a little better too. He looked like a cave troll. He did. He did. But what about you, Jack? Now that you've seen the Batman and you've seen every Batman movie. Who do you think is your? Who is you? Would you say is your favorite Batman? Uh, 
You see, I like bits and pieces of each of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, except for Clooney. Yes, yeah, except for Clooney, the Clooney episodes. Um, because, like I said, we saw Patterson's, Patterson's costume. In the pictures, it didn't look that good. But you know what? On screen and in action, I thought it looked terrific. And it worked very well. Um, Keaton, it always bothered me. He always looked like he couldn't move in the suit. You know, because his head always had to stay kind of still because, you know, he had this super thick latex rubber mask. Um, in the second one, he, his head, I think, was able to move a little bit. A little bit. But I, it's and it's and the all black, it's too much. Um, second, I'm telling you, look at the second costume. It, it's nice. Uh, then I'd have to watch the movie, so then I'm not willing. <laughs> There's so many other things I'd rather be watching. Um, Christian Bale, he was very good. Um, he was he was a good Bruce Wayne, and you know his Batman was good too. But his Batman was good too, but it's not the, the Batman. The greeting voice kind of gets you after a while. Um, you know, and Robert Patterson, Robert Patterson, I, I thought he did a great job. I liked him a lot. Um, for live action, I would almost go, I don't, I'd almost agree with Ben Affleck, uh, because I liked the older, the Batman was a little bit older, maybe a little yeah. bit wiser, mm -hmm. uh, that we saw in Superman versus Batman. Uh, in Justice League, I, I don't know if it's just the movie was such a mess or what, that um, he had some great moments in it, and then other moments were just kind of dumb. Sort of like, you know, the, I thought you didn't like me. I, I didn't say I hated you, you know. <laughs> well, that was in the Josh Whedon one. Uh, that was just like freaking painful. Um yeah. But overall, you know, the Batman is a leader. I think Affleck did a good job. Um my all-time favorite, of course, is Batman the Batman animated series. Uh and Will Arnett. You still gotta convince me on that one. Uh I Lego Batman was one of the funnest times I've had at an animated movie. So <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. I just hate I hate Legos. I you know, I never I mean I played with them, but I feel like every time they make a Lego Star Wars or a Lego Lego Justice League or whatever, it, or it just ruins what they could have done with something that looked good if it was just animated. Yeah, but you see when like the Lego Star Wars that isn't in the same category as Lego Batman. It's almost, I look at it as almost comparing like a Disney theatrical release to the straight to VHS sequels, you know, like uh, Star, Lake, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars. Um, just don't think they're very good. I mean, they're written obviously for younger, younger kids. Uh, so is Bat Lego Batman, but Lego Batman, 
the movie had, had, the movie had enough wit in it to keep like yeah parents interested you know that was like yeah i brought my kid and i have to sit through this because i'm here with my kid but it has some fun jokes in it yeah no it, it's definitely i would say lego star wars is for under 10 Ab absolutely it's we're not the audience for it but because it's, because it's for kids under 10 they didn't put the effort into it like they did the lego batman movie yeah and like i said i, I watched some of gen v I, I i'm up to date on it it's not as good as the boys it's uh and i was telling you over the phone like the biggest problem is like all of these guys want to be a member of the seven and they all have the weirdest friggin powers that it just doesn't seem right for them to be it's like what are you going to do for the seven you know it's just really bizarre like all, all these powers they're just a bunch of sidekicks like from you know sky high sidekick you know well, is that the point that like they would join the seven as like a junior no. member or something? No, they're there to replace. What is it? Star, Starlight, Starlight, Mave, and uh, I forget Black, what happened. Black, Black, Black Noir. Black Noir. Did the Deep buy it in that? I don't remember. No, the Deep is back. Deep, the Deep uh, kissed enough ass in which he can be back in there. And I think yeah. uh, so. Because I remember uh, when they killed the whale, how upset he was. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, he had to resort to an octopus you know, for uh, sexual that pleasures. Was, that was pretty sick. But you know, but but I would say the problem with with Gen V and kind of like with the boys too is they're relying, and I said it the last time, too much on gore. It's they always try to outdo themselves. They always try to outgross themselves. And I'm just getting tired of it now. I, I'd rather have meaty stories. And they, they brought back the puppets. You remember when Black Noir went into a Chuck E. Cheese? Yes. They, they have puppets like that again. And uh, Wait, uh, like, but I thought the, the puppets were all in his head. How were the puppets in other... It's in another hero's head uh, it, it's not necessarily uh, chuck e cheese i think they're muppets they're, they're more muppets but there's a scene where he's attacking like this swat team that comes down and they're all muppets and he's ripping their eyeballs off and ripping their arms off and like you say like red ribbons coming out as blood and they're all screaming and then when he rubs his eyes they're actually real a real SWAT team and he just decimated all of them. Um, but it's just, it just gets to be too much. And it, and I feel like they're all a bunch of derelicts, you know, uh, all of them. It, it's like, is that what you go to school for? Cause it seems like the only reason why they're in school is to have sex in some strange ways. <laughs> and then just to do drugs, hardcore drugs. And if, they got a hardcore drug. They had to make it even more hardcore by mixing it with another drug. And yeah, you know, cause you never see them learning anything. You never see them going to class. It's all about them partying 
or trying to break the rules in school. And it's like, I don't know, it's not a good look. I guess you can't have scenes where it's like, all right, we're going history class today. It's uh, 45 minutes, you know, but still it just seems well, like. You, I mean, they could be in class, but they could be cheating during a test or something. I guess maybe they're afraid to turn it into like a Riverdale or something. Well, it is kind of like Riverdale. It's like, you know, the, the well, some of the girls are attractive and then you had some of the guys are attractive and it's, you have a handicapped person. Again, you have a trans person, you have LGBTQ representation, all representation inclusiveness. And they do, you know, which is, is fine. Cause it, it's, you know, the stories are interesting. They're new characters and, and I'm all for that. If you're going to introduce someone like that, do it with new characters it's just, I don't know. I, I just wish they had better powers, and they that would be more interesting. Like the one interesting character that I felt that they had, I think his name was Golden Boy. He ended up killing himself in the first episode. He was kind of like the Human Torch, you know, like where he okay. had flames and he can fly, and then, um, yeah. He, 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 I, I don't want to get old, I guess. It. I don't know. Well, he, he was played by Patrick Schwarzenegger, who's Arnold's son. And, um, I was really surprised they killed him off because, again, he was a good looking guy, muscular, uh, typical. The seven were interested in him. They actually said that his principal called him in and, and he's like, I got really good news for you. The seven want you now. They want to call you up. And he, he didn't think he was ready to join the seven. So he went crazy and he ends up killing the principal and then he ends up killing himself. <laughs> yeah. So kids don't watch this show. If you're listening. <laughs> you know? No, I, it doesn't sound like a kid show. Um, Neither do the boys. No, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, you know what? Maybe you just, you know, you, Joe, you're getting desensitized to the violence and the gore. Maybe. Uh, that's what it sounds like. And because they have to keep you titillated. Uh, no, no, no. No, like no. Amping it up. Well, that's right. No, I, but that was my complaint. It's like we don't need all this this gore. It's getting to be a little too much. It's like relying on it like a crutch for them. But I guess I would miss it if it was gone too. <laughs> but but it's just some of the things are just too much. I don't want to say the things that happen, but good lord, it's you don't have to do those things. It's just we need to outgross ourselves every single time, and they do. Anyway, anyway, um, let's hey, get into. Did you uh, see the trailer for season two of Invincible? I did. I sent it to you. <laughs> Oh, and I saw it on io9. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. You you send them over, but they're on the phone. I I can't really kind of uh, watch okay. them on the phone. But yeah, it no, really good. It looks good. Yeah, except I forgot. Did uh, Ultraman did 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 he die at the end of the first season? No, he just took off. He's yeah, like, cause... screw this. I'm going back to 
uh, whatever planet planet he's from. Uh, but he's like, I'll be back, you know. So I'm sure he'll be in this season. Oh, at yeah. some point. Well, I'm sure he's going to come back with friends because remember he's a he's a, a scouting party. But uh, I did like that. What was his name? Bob, the guy that Invincible fought on the moon. Oh, the alien. The alien. <laughs> I don't like. Well, first of all, Seth Rogen is voicing him, and he's he's too familiar. You know, it's him. I guess you didn't know it was him by looking at your face. <laughs> no, I, 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 I didn't pick out his voice right off the bat, but I, I liked how you know. I liked that character. I thought that was a fun character. I'm just you know, well. I think Seth Rogen is producing it, and he's also I think he's producing the boys. He's uh, too. Uh, I, I'm just worried that he's going to throw himself too much into the series, and that he's going to be a main character. I'm not a huge fan of of that character, the alien. You know, if oh, he's. In, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to see a lot of them, but I I'd be I'd be down for him coming back for an episode. And I never read the comic, so I have no idea where it's going. Right, me me neither. But I am looking forward to it. I'm I'm glad we got a trailer. And when is it coming out? I forgot. I think it's coming out at the end of the month. Let me just look. I want to say October twenty seventh. Oh, that'd be so nice. Or something. Something else I think is coming out. But something's coming out on October twenty seventh, I believe. Uh, November third. Very soon. Very soon. I, I, it's okay if it's not October 27 because it's a week later. I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into, uh, I guess this is kind of like a main topic for us. I was talking to Jack about this. Uh, big news with Daredevil Born Again, uh, the series that's they're making for Disney+. And it seems like... They are scrapping a lot of everything that they did, basically, and they're starting all over from scratch. Oh yeah, it's it's been it's thrown out. It's done. I wonder if we're ever going to see any of that. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they'll try to reuse some of the footage shot. Like maybe we might see some like action scene footage done, but. Um, the story sounded like the story was just so bad. Did you read this? Did you hear the story? I heard I heard bits and pieces of it and I was like, this this just doesn't sound well, I have it written down. I, uh, no, so, we'll go for it. What's this what what was the story they were proposing? So basically Born Again takes pl place after the death of, of Foggy Nelson. So he's killed maybe off screen or right away, whatever. And kind of like the dark Knight rises, Matt Murdock gives up being daredevil because he felt he couldn't save foggy. Um, and he doesn't put on the costume. I guess he eventually, he's got to be daredevil Daredevil at some point. He doesn't put on the costume until halfway through the series or through the, the nine episodes. So nobody wants to watch that. Nobody wants to watch Matt Murdock for four episodes or five episodes and not see daredevil. I, it drove me crazy 
in the first season on Netflix where he wore that black costume for most of the first season. Right. Well, I mean, he, got, he got his costume at the end, but you know what? He, there was so much action going on and stuff that, yeah, it would have been nice if he was in the Daredevil costume, but him in the black... Look like Zoro. I wouldn't say it was ninja suit, but uh no, I thought it looked like Zoro, you know, except he didn't have a hat on. I just didn't like I, sometimes I'm just like, you just have to I know you want to be authentic and take your time with storytelling, but I I I never want to see Spider-Man in his you know wrestling outfit that he had prior to before being the actual Spider-Man outfit, like what they did with no way home where he had his stupid little outfit and um yeah but he was in that then he was out of it um yeah i don't like that outfit it's it no. just like it and i always complain in um i'm not no way home uh whatever it's called homecoming you know like when he fought the uh the vulture on the plane and he was in his original outfit i was like damn this would look so damn cool if he was in the spider-man outfit and it just doesn't look as cool. It's it went from what could have been like a nine to like a two for me. You know, like just that scene. Uh, that it of, would be nice to it would be nice to see him in. Would have been nice to see him in his costume, but uh, but like I said, I I think the story and the acting, the characters were so strong. And I I hate saying a strong character because it seems almost like a trope now. Everybody's mm -hmm. a strong character, but uh, the characterization was just so damn good in the Netflix Daredevil series. And um, I wish I wish Disney brought that whole writing staff back. They should have, and just said, you know what, tone it down a little bit because we are Disney. Uh, we don't need a rated r for violence daredevil but um do you do your stories and uh it's too bad they didn't because you know we have the disney writing team well your disney writing team has done crap for your series and now uh hopefully it's hopefully we're on the mend that faggy looked at it and said okay I've seen enough. You guys are all fired. <laughs> no, it's a good that sends ripples all through Disney Plus and their writing staffs. I, I haven't been proud of Kevin Feige since Endgame. And now I am that he finally did something, that he finally had enough. He watched, I don't know if he watched all the episodes, but he just said, all the writers are fired, all the directors are fired, which was great. Because again, they, they don't have... Oh, and this is the problem that Marvel and Disney have too, like with the live action stuff that they've been doing, is they don't love the movie or they don't love the characters, the source material. They just want to tell their story. And that's not what the fans want to see. The fans want to see Daredevil as comic book accurate as possible. Not like we had we need to make a kinder and gentler Daredevil. That's not Daredevil. That's just call him a different character. But this series was more of like an L.A. law type of show. And the Marvel executives were bored. And they said that it was actually sleep inducing 
some of the episodes. So it's always good. I mean, if you can find, if you have insomnia and you need to fall asleep, you could either watch the first episode of Loki or this. <laughs> like I said, I don't know why it gave me such a tough time. So the first episode is called The Trail of the White Tiger. So are you familiar with The White Tiger? Wait, that's the first episode of Daredevil? It, yeah, it's like the first arc. Yeah. Uh, the white, there's been different versions of the white tiger. Um, I'm not really familiar. I saw pictures of the character. Well, like I said, I mean, I remember they had the white tiger, um, was a guy. And for a short time, he was like, almost like a supporting cast in Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man started like way back when when marvel was when marvel was into its kung fu kick where you know shang chi was still kind of around but iron fist was getting very popular uh the white tiger came out within that like cluster of characters um eventually the white tiger passed the uh totem where which gave him his powers uh down to his sister um, yeah, and I remember, and, like, and that's before the whole Me Too movement and stuff. Um, remember, Disney Plus had Ultimate Spider-Man, right? Had she was in it, right? Like Tiger and, like and said, she, Nova. She yeah. was a, she was around before we saw all of the uh, MCU stuff start up because she was in the comics. Well, the White Tiger in this is a male. Okay. So I think it's the original white tiger. So basically what he does is he stops a mugging and it turns out that they're not actually muggers, but they're actually corrupt cops that are just beaten up on some guy. And so during the mugging, one of the cops dies. And so they have him on the wanted list, the white tiger. He's a cop killer and they eventually they, they capture him. So Matt ends up defending him. Uh, he follows one of the corrupt cops. Uh, he's trying to look for an informant as someone that's going to work for, you know, whoever the white tiger is kind of like uh, reveal the evidence that these were corrupt cops and all that. And that's why, he, you know, he was trying to stop a, a mugging. Um, let's see here. So, so he, I guess Matt still is Matt Murdock and not Daredevil, tries to infiltrate himself into the organization. And he notices that the corrupt cops, they all have the Punisher logo tattooed on, on their arms or something like that. How? How does he notice it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> you he's can, good. He he can he can see like a person's arm, but how, well, maybe that's, how does a radar sense pick up a tattoo? Well, maybe that's one of the reasons why they were fired. Okay. Well, all they're, right. They're probably like, well, we didn't think about that. You know, is it a big deal? <laughs> yeah. yeah, is that a big deal? It's like, well, why can't he? It's like, oh, Daredevil's blind. 
you know, kind of like Anakin's Darth Vader. Anakin's Darth Vader. Oh, I didn't realize Daredevil was blind. Matt Murdock too. Hey, uh, Matt Murdock. Daredevil's <laughs> blind, but Matt Murdock isn't. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know, it's funny. We we heard about this too. And this is the problem again, you know, and I always hate, I hate, hope one day I never have to use this word again, but these woke writers get hired by Disney and they basically come in, they look at the source material and they're like, nah, we're not going to do that. You know, it's like, we'll use the, the title born again, but we're not going to make it anything like the comic book series, which was awesome. Instead, we're going to change things up and we're going to, you know, humanize Daredevil more where he's not as thuggish as he was in the next book series. Also, the I think it was the artist of the Punisher. No, is, I, I don't think Daredevil was thuggish. Well, you know what I mean? I, th I thought he's he, a vigilante. You know, he's, he was he's, obsessed the same way Batman is. Yeah, he's kind of like Batman. He's like a vigilante. But he does have millions of dollars. No, he could though. I would think well, he's a lawyer. He's you know, but he, he's in Hell's Kitchen too. Which remember, anyway. I paid in paid in pies, <laughs> <laughs> but paid in churros. I forget what what the joke was. I, I forget the name of the artist that created the Punisher, but he he was he was always, and I never realized, or maybe he did become woke, but he was very upset after a few years that the, the the NYPD were using the Punisher logo on the uniforms. A bunch of them were. And he wanted to sue them because he didn't like the cops, especially during the whole, you know, defund the police thing. It really bothered him. But so Punisher was around well before that. He was he was, yeah. But he didn't like the fact that when he saw, oh, when he saw, yeah, you know, he would was see it Ross and Ad Andrew. I don't know. At like the guy, I think that's who took over Spider Man after Gil Kane left, which would put it around that one, one twenty region of Spider Man. And again, I don't know if it was okay. him, but it was either one of the, maybe it could have been the writer or it was the artist. But he said that, you know, he hates cops and he does not like the fact that they're using his emblem on their uniforms, especially again, like during the whole defund the police. Like I said, it was just ridiculous. And I was like, well, you know, then you shouldn't be creating the Punisher or you, you shouldn't be working on the Punisher. Like, why even create a character like that? It's like, well, I guess for the money. Oh, I was right. Look at that. I was sorry. I pulled a Fedrin. Went online. It was Ross at Andrew. Well, I, I never had any doubt in you, Jack. You know that you would get the original. Now I got. No, I doubted myself. I I wasn't sure who did it. Uh, Jerry Conway and artist John Romita Senior and Ross Andrew. Okay, all right. I wonder if it was Jenny Jerry Conway Punisher, um, Oak Creator. <laughs> I'm gonna type in and see. Uh, Jerry Conway, he's the one. It says, Woke Mar Marvel comic erases the Punisher. Um, yeah, he's very disappointed. So was he the, the writer? The writer? No, that was Jerry Conway. 
What's I meant? It's Jerry Conway is the yeah. One. Jerry Conway was the writer uh, who came up with them. Yeah, so he got all pissed off, and and he he you know he he regrets I guess like writing the Punisher because so many people looked up to the character, and again he's just anti-cop and all that. Um, so they made this episode. I'm pretty sure just to kind of appease him to kind of show that the cops are a bunch of corrupt cops and that they use that symbol. If you use that symbol, you're a corrupt cop, you know? Okay. And, you know, almost like the, you know, the revenge on like, you know, why was, uh, no, why they're doing this. It's, it's almost like a stick it to the police. It's like, well, if you're going to wear my emblem, we're going to write a story where anyone that uses my emblem is marked as a corrupt cop. That, that's how I see it anyway. I don't know if that's exactly it. And it's probably going to be thrown out. I have a feeling that, again, Feige is like, you're going to go with, you're going that way? <laughs> you know, it's like you're going to make the cops the bad guys and you're going to have them wear Punisher symbols. And then the Punisher is going to find out that they're wearing Punisher symbols and they're going to, he's going to get pissed off and go after them because the Punisher is going to be in the series too. Um, also everyone except for daredevil in costume. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Also, uh, Wilson Fisk is running for mayor this time around. Uh, that was in the comics. So that's, that's something they decided to keep, but, uh, it wasn't him okay. going again. But was um, uh, but then I, I heard this from Overlord DVD, and again, I don't know if it's factual or this is just rumor. But he said that he heard that they were planning on killing Matt Murdock off and having him replaced by a woman, and there would be a female Daredevil. And again, this may just be a rumor, or it might not be true at all. But that's definitely Disney Plus's Marvels. Mo, <laughs> you know? yeah, and like I said, and that—that's part of the reason, you know. Uh, it's, I, I just like I like I think I said I, it's like I think I'm better off just sticking to the Marvel movies and just forgetting the Marvel Disney Plus stuff because I think that I I honestly think though the quality and the writing on those series are just what's driving the franchise into the ground but again like we said it, it just could be the start of a good thing if kevin this, Feige, this could be a very good start that maybe somebody said hey get back to the characters not what you feel like writing about we hired you to write a daredevil series right daredevil and also Overlord DVD said too that Charlie Cox had a problem with the story arc and how they handled Daredevil. And he basically was harassed by the writing crew and they basically told him to shut up. You know, this is how we're writing him. If you don't like it too bad, this is Daredevil now, <laughs> but it's, Again, it's it's nice to see that Kevin Feige finally opened his eyes. Well, I think they have to, I think they realize it's like, we're going to release 18 episodes. Everybody's going to hate it. 
every week we're going to get some video about how this episode sucks and how Disney sucks. They don't want that. You know, they want everybody to say how good something is. Why don't you just hire good writers? You know, first of all, hire good writers and then good actors and you know, also good directors. You know, people that understand the characters, not people that, are, again, want to insert their own politics into a story or, well, Daredevil's been a man long enough. Let's make him a woman. Well, I mean, I I I, I had heard Faggy's problem was also that uh, they haven't been hiring the most experienced directors, and he's been having to, you know, step in and help. And he kind of, you know, he kind of wants to hand it off. He he's got other things he wants to do since he's the uh, well, the guy running the show. Um, well, I know they talked about that. They said that basically they were like the Star Wars movies. They had no idea what they were going to do. They would just say like, all right, we're going to make a series about She-Hulk. Well, what's the story about? Don't worry about it. Just start shooting. You know, and we'll fix it up in post if something doesn't work. And again, that's a waste of money. It's, yeah. It causes like the budget to go up where they, they can't. They don't have a decision. They just like, well, these are the scenes that we want to film and maybe we'll insert a storyline in it at some other point. It, it's just stupid. It's, it's just like nonsensical that someone signed off on this and said, well, that's the way to, that we're going to do it. But they, they decided that the, the showrunners will write the pilots and the show Bibles. So that's a good sign. That's another that, good that's sign. A good, that's a good sign that they have a show Bible. Yeah. That it's not made up on the fly. I mean, um, it's, it's like, well, we're talking comic books. It's the comic books. You know, they had, they used to have a very strong editorial group, you know, and it's like, it's the same reason, you know, decisions like, Peter Parker would have been in high school for years longer, but editorial said, okay, you know what? It's time to graduate him. It gives us more story avenues. So we're going to graduate him or the same edict. We're graduating him. He's got to be single. And then eventually, you know, eventually Spider-Man's Spider-Man Mary Jane. Okay. And then they decided to relaunch Spider-Man and said, okay, he's single again. The editor held them to that. I, and um, they, need, they, they need a Bible. You're right. They need a Bible for a show on these are the characters. This is what they do. This is not what, this is what they don't do. You know, She-Hulk is a lawyer. And even though she likes having fun, you know, putting a scene of her twerking in the office just doesn't fit this character you know they need they need people who's going to run who are going to direct the writing staff to do what they're supposed to do not just decide to throw something in because they think oh wouldn't it be funny to see she hulk twerking you know so hip and cool it's so hip and cool like 
And let's see uh, Matt Murdock on TikTok. Yeah, he's going to be walking down the street reading uh, billboards. Yeah, and his red glasses. Yeah, the red glasses let him see. I don't, yeah, having having a Bible for the characters isn't a bad thing. No, you know, because it forces the writers to follow some rules. And it does sound like, you know, they're starting with Daredevil, but I, I think they finally opened their eyes and they realized they're just not making money. Disney Plus is is losing money hand over fist, and they're going to have to cancel some series that they had put into play. And it it sounds like this is possible, very possible. I'm just going to call it a rumor for now, but I heard that they're going to be canceling wonder man too you know which is probably a good thing i mean it's a character i never was interested in to begin with and you know like i think you even said he's more of a, like a team type of character yeah he like um in the comics they've built him up where he's really the third person in the vision and scarlet witch relationship really for years he was um because you know he considered like the vision a brother because when the vision was created they used his thought patterns or something in the art of to stabilize the artificial intelligence um you know which is why you know he was in love wonder man was in love with wanda for the same reasons the vision was was um so that her her attributes or characteristics you know were as appealing to him as the vision felt because their brain anagrams were copied over um i would if i was wanda i would have gone with wonder man well well, he's he was gone for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he was dead, but he got better, you know, because comic books. But um, Wonder Man, I think, could could have been a fun show over, like, uh, like I had said, the big thing when he went on his solo series in the 80s or the 90s was he went Hollywood. And it would very much be a show along the veins of She-Hulk. It would be a silly superhero show, but you can make silly, funny, and good, or you can make it into total crap. Um, and maybe where they were going was not in the positive direction. I don't know how far along it was in development, so I don't... I don't think it really was. I mean, I think it was announced, but I think that they're just going to cancel it. Like, I still... I would not be surprised if they just cancel Echo and uh, Ironheart. Because I just don't see those those series... I thought doing Ironheart that. was canceled. I don't think it was officially canceled yet. But Echo is, you know, a show probably nobody asked for. I mean... You got to feel bad for Charlie Cox because they forced him into She-Hulk and they made him look like an ass in that. And then they, they are forcing him into Echo. And now Born Again sounds like it's a disaster. 
But I mean, the good thing is he's getting paid. But it's just a slap in the face to what he did in in Netflix. You know, it's like yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, I don't think he was bad in She-Hulk when he was Matt Murdock. It's just when they turn when he put on the suit. It was a very different character. And that suit is god awful. Oh, the yellow, well, there's a reason, I guess, the yellow suit didn't last that long. Exactly. And that's why they got rid of it, because it looked like crap. And instead, like, all these hipster doofuses are like, ooh, did you know that Daredevil had another suit and it wasn't all red? It was red and yellow. And nobody, but again, they don't say nobody liked it. It's like, let's use that. I bet you some of those comic book nerds will be happy we used it. Now I want to see him in his red outfit. All right. He looks badass in his red outfit. That's like, you know, he looks a little bit more like Robin than he does Batman in that <laughs> outfit. You know, I hope if they're going, you know, they are redoing the series. Someone says, let's do this costume over again. Just paint it red. Just go to the hardware store and just get it's a free can, can of, and <laughs> yeah, get a can of red paint, just pour it all over them. Save money that way. Why am I why am I not the CEO of Disney? I'd be saving the money, I'd be making the money. And then after a year, I'd leave. And I'd be a legend. Everybody would say, Remember when Joe was CEO of Disney and everything was great and we were all happy? I missed the days of Joe. Yeah, but just think, taking that job of the mess you'd have to clean up. Well, look what they do, though. Uh, you know, like, Iger basically, he just kind of sits in his office, takes a shower twice a day, and he gets paid, what was it, like $60,000 a day? I'm sure he's not working constantly. I'm sure he's barely working at all. He probably has other people working, in, and he's like, all right, you tell me, what is... What's our problem with uh, Disney Plus? All right. Find a solution, then get back to me. I have a feeling that's what he does. And I don't know. Supposedly, he's exhausted and beat up and stressed out. So, Well, yeah, because everybody's making fun of him, too, like in the press. The, the writers and the actors don't like him because of what he said during the writers and actors strike. Um Hey, I, you know what? Looking back on it, I think the writer strikes may have been a good thing because yeah. it, it, it gives the studios a chance to just clean house. Yeah, because they're not all coming back. I mean, if no, they're going to get an increase in pay, they're not going to be able to pay all of them. But that's the whole Atlantish thing with the writer's strike. Well, no, the writer's strike is over, but they, they wanted like a, a certain amount of people to be hired as writers. Like in the writer's room, it's like, well, who the hell are you? <laughs> you know, it's like, do you really need, like, I don't know how many they were asking for, but five writers to work on one show? If, you, if you're that good, you can have one writer work on a show. You shouldn't, like, say, no, we need a minimum of, of and that's what they wanted. That was one of their demands, and I think it was met. I don't know. I just think they're a bunch of spoiled brats, and I think AI should be writing all the shows. Oh, no. Are you you're still you're against that? I I I am against the use of AI pretty much. I am considering I used to be like a, a techie and stuff, but um, no, I I think that's 
I think we're asking for trouble with developing it too much. And I'm sorry. Writing is an art form and it's art and it's supposed to invoke emotion. Um, you cannot get that true feeling from code. I don't, I'm just, I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't think I, it's well, my, true. There are good art. writers. There are good writers out there, but they are not working for Disney plus. You know? No, they're not. There, there are good writers out there, but we just don't see them working at Disney plus. So just hire AI and AI. The first thing that they would do, it's like, Hey, I, what is it? Chat GPT. Is that what it is? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, something like that, but yeah, you just type in and it's like, all right, we want to do a series about daredevil based on born again. And then they come back and it's like, well, this is what I read about born again, <laughs> you know, and it sounds more like the born again than the comic book series than it has like, well, foggy died. Matt Murdock's not happy. He's decided not to be daredevil anymore. Then eventually he gets killed and re replace him with a woman. AI wouldn't come up with that. You know, that's my point is that at least they would come up with better crap than what the current writers are coming up with. I can guarantee you they will. Now, now I see, I, I don't, I don't think it would. Um, I think AI has analytical strengths and uses. Um, but I don't think for the creative process, it's there. And I think exploring to put it that way is going to come back and bite us in the ass. I, I'm not saying it's for everything. I'm just saying it's for Disney plus. Or maybe I've just read too much science fiction. Yeah. So you think that the that I think is going to come to fruition? I think that's the only logical path is if we have a, AI that becomes sentient, it, it's going to look at our planet and say, holy crap, look what the human race has done to this. Well, I'd be okay. I'd be better off without them. And I think that's the start of Skynet. <laughs> I'd be okay if it was like the Matrix and they just put me in like one of those bubbles and they just feed me crap and put into my brain that I'm successful. I got six pack abs. I got like a you know, a model for a wife, I'd be okay with that. Uh, that's just a, a horror story. It's not real. <laughs> well, when I die, I won't even know. Uh, Although my That's kind of a bleak <laughs> rationale of how you want to exist, dude. Well, that's what Cypher did in, in The Matrix. He just wanted to have a nice piece of steak. I'd be okay with that. It's like, if you can convince me that that steak was real, even though it's not, ignorance is bliss. That's what he said. That's how you have to look at it. If ignorance is bliss is the way you would like your existence to happen, um, I, I couldn't go along with that. I'd be like, Hogarty, you're coming out of that pod. Don't get me wrong, Jack. I'd still throw you over the cliff in the Matrix. Exactly. I I I I pull you out of that pod for your own you, own good. 
Oh, you and basically, so you'd pull out all of those freaking cords that were going all through my body, and then they would throw me up into like the 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 river abyss, and then I had to vomit all my stuff out just because you think you're doing a good thing for me. Yeah, I'd say put me back in that pod, and I'd be like, no, sorry, put yourself back in. Plug no, I, I, I would have taken the blue pill for sure. I'd be pulling the plug on you, Hogarty. No more, no more holodeck fantasy life for you again there'd be a big poster in my my billion dollar mansion that said ignorance is bliss and i'd be like no nope. and joe is happy you're, well, you're, you're coming out and you're helping me clean up the world dude, dude there's no way you would even reach me there's no way in hell you would go on a mission to try and pull me out of that thing because you'd be afraid that they just put you in one there's no way dude i know you I would pull you out of that pod if I had the yeah. chance. Yeah. If there was a blackout, maybe. No pod for you. But if the robots were on patrol, you would be crapping your pants and wouldn't even be. You wouldn't. You anybody wouldn't, smart, if you saw the Terminators coming over the hill at you, anybody smart would be crapping their pants, as you said. Well, the Terminators is another dang thing, you know. I'm just talking about it. If, like, it was like the Matrix and I didn't know what was going oh, on. The Matrix things were scarier than the Terminators. Those like squid things that were coming down. Oh hell no! But at least they they made us like have a good life. You know who knows? So we might be in the matrix. Knew off of you like a parasite. We could be in the matrix. We, we could be in the matrix right now. And we don't even know it. God, I hope not. Anyway, I was going to discuss. I, you and I, we read Born Again years ago, and uh, I had to refresh my memory on what happened. Um, but I know I loved it. Frank Miller had done it. Frank Miller did The Dark Knight Returns, and he did Born Again. And I think those are his true two greatest, would you call them, series? Because they were once... Uh, arcs. Were, story arcs. Story arcs. What else did, was he famous for, Frank Miller? Oh, I know he, he did Sin City. He did, he did that. Uh, uh, 300, I think. I think. I think he did Batman year one. Yeah, he did Batman year one. Yeah, I mean, he, he's done a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, oh, and I, I remembered the quote. Remember, I couldn't pick up the quote. It was that a man without hope is a man without fear. And I, that's, that, was, that was a one big thing I took from Born Again. What, that, is that, what does that even mean? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it's it does because you know at that point the kingpin had destroyed Matt Murdock's life, just destroyed it, you know, and here it is when Matt Murdock has had the gun in his hand, and that the kingpin is looking at him. He's like. I've taken away all hope from this guy that he's not afraid that he's going to lose something because he's got nothing left. You know, he's not, he's not afraid that there'll be repercussions that I'll go after his friends because I've already killed his friends. Well, you know, he's, he's not, he's not afraid be, of going to jail for my murder because I've already framed him and the cops are looking to arrest him. You know, it might not sound as aesthetically pleasing, but I would say a more reasonable statement would be 
a man with nothing to lose is a man without fear. Well, a man without could hope. Be, yeah, could be. Me, me, different way to like, look at it. Is that mentally they're thinking I'm doomed. So you would think that they are afraid if you're a man without hope. Anyway. I, but anyway, I, like I said, it was a great storyline. Um, actually, and us talking about it today, I do feel like digging out that. I think I have the graphic novel somewhere. I do. And I always, I will take it out every now and then and thumb through it. But uh, yeah, no, it starts off as Karen Page, you know, who was his secretary in the law firm. She ends up like quitting Nelson and Murdoch and she decides to become like a Hollywood star, but she becomes a heroin addict and she's reduced to basically becoming a porn star in Mexico. So she doesn't have any money. She's starving. She needs another hit of heroin. So what she does is she tells someone that Matt Murdock is daredevil just so that she can get another shot of heroin. And then this person ends up selling it to the kingpin. And the kingpin uses that information to destroy Matt Murdock's life. Like he destroys his apartment. He tries to get him disbarred. Um, I don't know if he ever reveals that he's Daredevil or he's just like torturing him. Now, now I know who you are. I'm going to make no, sure I, I, it was more he was torturing him. And then I think I think he revealed it. Like I said, it's been years since I read it, but I remember like it was just really freaking good. Yeah, they say he uses the IRS to freeze Murdoch's accounts. He, uh, I think he sets him up for, for fraud and. Um, I think Foggy represents him and gets him off, but he just makes his life a living hell and he becomes homeless. Uh, he lives in hell's kitchen. He doesn't really have the daredevil costume on in that either until halfway through. But like you said, at one point he ends up confronting the king kingpin and they have a, they have a big fight and all that. And I think the king, the kingpin beats him, right? No, he 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 beats the beats the kingpin, but um, like I said, it comes down to that he's got got the kingpin on the floor and he's got the gun in his hand, and it's just whatever bit of hero hero heroism in him, he just can't do it. He just doesn't because he's not going to cross that line. No matter what happens to him, he's not going to cross that line even to take out a guy like the Kingpin. Well, the, the whole bottom line is the Kingpin just loves that he knows Matt Murdock is Daredevil and he just tries to destroy the hell. Again, it's almost like, like what Bane does with Bruce Wayne. You know, Once he knows Bruce Wayne is Batman, he just tortures Bruce Wayne in a way like he could if he wanted to that he that he knew his identity but along the way he ends up like in a Catholic church and he meets his his mother Matt Murdock's mother ended up becoming a nun I guess after his father died or before his father died when uh, the father was a boxer and all that um, and so she treats him and she kind of brings him back to to health to being a health healthy Matt Murdock. A healthier. <laughs> yeah. Ben Yurick is involved in this, but I won't get into that. Uh, 
it's just like a side story of him trying to, I guess, uh, help Daredevil clear his name and all that. Or um, and then, then Karen eventually arrives in New York. She ends up pitching a ride from some porno fanatic and he supplies her with heroin and he beats the crap out of her and he uh, gets sex off of her. Um, she eventually contacts Foggy and I think, yeah, they end up saving her and she confesses to Matt that she was the one that let everybody know about or let that guy know about that he was Daredevil. He forgives her. They become a couple. You know, they, they live together. Uh, they seem pretty happy. But then I think the kingpin, does he try to frame him where he gets like some psychotic guy dressed as Daredevil? Uh, like I said, I'll I'll have to reread it. I can't I can't confirm or deny. Yeah, it's this real crazy guy. He just puts him in a daredevil costume, and he goes around killing people. And then there's another guy that's uh, he's a super soldier. Nuke. He's got like Isn't a tattoo. Yeah, he's got like a flag or something on him, right? Yeah, his flag. Like half his face has got a tattoo of a flag on it. Um. And he ends up like fighting with Daredevil, and then the Avengers are involved too, with it. Like Captain America is in the issue, but in the end, it ends up that Matt and and Karen walk off into the sunset, and they're happy, uh, and all, everything is okay. I don't want to give away all the story, but it's interesting though, because you you know you see it's kind of like again, you know, where he he hits rock bottom. And then he just has to climb his way back up to the top. And that's what a hero is. Yeah. But it, it, it's one of the great Daredevil arcs. It's one of the, I would say, one of the greatest comic books written. You know, there's, I would say it's probably within the top 20 for me anyway. Probably even the top 10. Um, well, I, I would I, check. I'd put it in the top top 20 so i'll meet you in the middle top 15 okay we'll, we'll say 15 <laughs> <laughs> anyway it, it, i w i know they can't make that for disney plus because first of all they got rid of karen which kind of annoys me in this daredevil series yeah I wish she's gone too. what's that she's gone too she was the maid she had just as important role in this series as matt murdoch did and it's just insulting. And again, I, I think it's another slap in the face to Frank Miller because uh, a lot of people, he, he's very conservative. They don't like him. Uh, they don't like his political views. And I think that they're abusing the fact that he wrote this as almost like an insult. And it's also very Catholic friendly like born again is like a baptism there's a lot of scenes of church like the graphic novel cover has got the stained glass window and all that um and his mother's a nun <laughs> you know and i always that was also that was also in the netflix series you know that the reason this nun was always patching him up was because he was secretly her child you know was that, was that the first season that was the third season. I didn't see the third season. Third season was very good. All the seasons were very good. So they were just too long. It was, like I said, 13 episodes a season, too much for me. But um, 
Yeah, no, it's a great comic book. And it, and one of the reasons why Daredevil was one of my favorites as a Ute as is a because, because he was <laughs> he was Catholic, you know, and I went to Catholic school. And, you know, even though he was a vigilante, he had a strong faith in, you know, and followed Catholicism. It was very important that there were a lot of Catholic themes in in the storytelling of Daredevil. But it's kind of ironic too, because it used to kind of creep me out that he was called Daredevil and he dressed as a devil, <laughs> you know? Uh, but I still, I appreciated it. Cause you know, it's like everybody wants someone to relate to. Like, again, if you're, you know, a black kid and, and black Panther comes out or Luke Cage comes out and it's like, well, yeah, that's awesome. You know, that's, I see me up there, you know. Don't look, don't watch the Netflix version of Luke Cage, <laughs> kids. You didn't like it? No, I thought that was extremely adult. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's it's adult. No, I mean Daredevil had a lot of violence, but Luke Cage was sort of uh, a bit racier as well. I like Luke Cage, the, the series on Netflix. Uh, my biggest problem though is I'm so used to him with the afro and the chain belt <laughs> he hasn't had the afro i know i know <laughs> he's been that smooth bald look i just wish he had more of a costume or at least a did they have the chain belt in the netflix series i don't remember again i think these are all things that could have been made in movies they could have made a really cool Luke Cage movie. They could have made a really cool Daredevil Born Again movie and just release it in like 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 a Deadpool movie. Have it rated R where you could bring in Karen Page as as a prostitute and a heroin addict, you know? Um because the story is just so good. And again, it's not like you're gonna make a ton of mo money by watering down the story and then no one's gonna want to see it. So just give the people what they want. Give us what we want. <laughs> anyway, that's enough for Daredevil. I guess we'll kind of go through a little bit of news, nothing major or anything like that. Uh, we, we haven't talked about news in a while because we've all been, been talking about other stuff. So these are some old news stories. So there's a rumor Taylor Swift might be in Daredevil. Or not Daredevil. Deadpool 3. <laughs> I've been talking too much about Daredevil. Deadpool 3. What are your thoughts, Jack? Yay or nay? Yay. Yay, you think she's going to be in it, or yay, you want her in it? No, I, I, you know what? I think she would be great as, like, the Dazzler. So I just heard today that she's going to be in it. Not the disco Dazzler. She's just a Dazzler now, but. Well, no, I think that would be a good idea, but Dazzler is, is basically an X-Men character, right? Right, but Deadpool is still very X-related. I heard today that she's going to be in it, but she's she might be playing herself, which I can kind of see. Okay. All right. She's playing herself. You know. He might run into her. I don't think she's going to have a major role or anything like that, but he might do. Oh, my God. It's Taylor Swift. I'm a Swifty. <laughs> goofy like that. Really? You couldn't see that in a Deadpool movie? No, no. I said I could see that. 
I can see something like that, especially Ryan Reynolds. And he's very close with her. They recently were at a, the Jets game with uh, Hugh Jackman. There's something right. going on. They're not telling us. Hey, why not? Yeah, no, I, don't, I have no problem with that. As long as, uh, you know, again, she doesn't hog the, the movie and, and it's a cameo. I'm fine with that. Okay. And if you make $100 million from the Swifty fans coming to check her out just to see her for five seconds, that's a pretty good idea. Hey, her movie did pretty darn well. It did? How much did it do? Did it open this weekend or is it opening it, this? In the first weekend, it crossed the 100 mil mark. Really? Well, yeah. I, I, I know in pre-order sales, it was $100 million. So, Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you here, I mean, it's in every movie theater like even the even the small movie theater in montgomery that has you know usually plays a lot of the artsy movies even they've got the errors movie in there <laughs> so how was it jack i didn't see it i am shocked i have a feeling if you haven't seen it, you're gonna eventually see it you're a swifty you are i um I can't say I'm a Swifty, but I definitely appreciate her talent. And uh, like I said, I she sings. I think she's a very good singer. She writes her songs. She writes her music. I think she's like a triple threat. I think she's terrific. However, like I said, I like her songs when she's not singing about ex-boyfriends. <laughs> but... Uh, like I, said, I definitely think she's very talented, but I am not the target audience. And as I remind you repeatedly, you are not the target audience for Taylor Swift either. No. But I don't have to be the target audience to appreciate her talent. Does she play the drums? No, I think she plays guitar and piano. Oh, then she sucks. She can't play the drums. <laughs> she blows. I am curious. Like, uh, like I said, I only know one of her songs, but is she really that good? You probably know more of her songs than you realize. I probably do. Because you cannot go anywhere without hearing her somewhere. Yeah, when you I'm at the gym. I turn across her music at the gym. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they're playing her music at the gym. And I'm, you know, I didn't realize it was her. I'm glad they haven't, you know, put it in started using it as a commercials, you know. Well, she hasn't never, pulled out yet because she's she's still so darn popular. I will say one good thing about her. I think she does deserve the success that she has because she does seem like she's a good songwriter. She's a decent singer. Um, and she's caught the eye of a lot of people. Some It's got to be something about her that people like. So There's plenty to like, but yeah. So I won't crap on her every day. <laughs> uh, Chris Evans came out and he says he agrees with Quentin Tarantino that he is not the star of the Captain America movies. Captain America. I agree. Movies. Captain America is the star of the Captain America movies. Yeah. Because if that character was not written well, uh, Chris Evans would not have been embraced so strongly as playing Captain America. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's the and, same. And, the same, and like I said, I've said this before, it's the same thing. It's 
he brought he brought to the role a the same kind of earnest honesty in the character as like Christopher Reeve brought into Superman. You know, that you see this guy and he is you could buy him as being innately good without being, you know, over the top campy. Um so yeah, he he portrayed the character very well, but the core of what he was betraying was Captain America. You know, so yeah, it's kind of like James Bond too. Like when Sean Connery was James Bond, those movies made a lot of money at the box office. But then when he went off on his own, he never had that success again. It, it's just that people love the character. They like Sean Connery too. They'll go see his movies, but you can't say that James Bond's going to flop if Sean Connery's not in it. Just same thing if Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. don't play Captain America or Iron Man. Right you know, that those movies are going to flop. And that's why Div Disney should give other actors a shot and say, hey, look, let's just reboot it, have someone else come in as those characters, and I guess retell the stories. There's not too many stories. That, you well, know, no, you don't have to retell the story. You don't have to go. Um, you don't have to always tell an origin story. These are characters. No, that's an origin oh, stories. Just even like popular stories that they had, it's like when you think of all uh, Captain America, when you when you think of his most popular stories, well, one of them is Winter Soldier, and then the other one is Civil War. Although that was more of a um, like a Marvel universe sort of story, but you know he was like one of the main protagonists. I can't think of like many. Captain America story arcs that were very popular. You know what I'm saying? Like in the comics? Well, I I wasn't a Captain America reader until uh, Ed Brubaker started writing him, which was the start of the whole Winter Soldier. Um, and I honestly, I really liked Captain America best when he was leading the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, so I... I can't tell you individual story arcs uh, from his book overall because, like I said, I didn't read the book until the Winter Soldier storyline that led to death of Captain America and um, Bucky taking over for a period of time and then his return. Uh, but that's all tied together under Ed Brubaker. Yeah, you know, with Captain America for me, the thing that I most was attracted to was the costume. I think that costume is so kick-ass. And I think that that's what a lot of, like, comic book fans, they look at in a superhero is their costumes. That's why Captain America was more popular than Shang-Chi, because Shang-Chi just basically had no shirt on. You know, he looked like Bruce Lee had pants. And, you know, I... I Costumes are important. Spider-Man's costumes, classic. You know, Iron Man are important. That's that's the nature of the genre. Yeah, that that's what always drew me to Captain America. Anyway, uh, was another story. A live-action gargoyle series seems to be coming to Disney Plus. Uh, 
we were we were too old for gargoyles when it was a hit i wasn't wasn't that out when we were like in college yeah but i think i was taping it on disney on the disney channel or it might have been on regular tv but produced by disney oh i i don't have the connection with it so you could talk about gargoyles i don't know that much about it but they have been having a resurgence in popularity i know i've noticed over the last few years it's on disney plus like if you ever <laughs> feel the need you have nothing to watch i would check it out you know it's interesting a lot of people from star trek the next generation and like the villain was Riker. was it jonathan frakes oh okay he was kind of like a uh tony stark kind of guy you know like uh, had a mustache and a beard um just like an evil guy evil rich guy and then one of the gargoyles the female gargoyle was uh uh what's her name troy oh marina Sturtis, yeah and then okay. the the main gargoyle was was david keith which i think oh, so they, had some, they had some good talent starting out is it david keith or keith david <laughs> Who's the you know who's the black guy with the deep voice? I think that's David Keith, and he's got an awesome voice. <laughs> uh, our last one, I, we could talk a little bit about this. So there's going to be a competing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs movie. I know you you told me about it, and yeah, um, the I all I saw was the teaser. And I can tell you, I was much more impressed than from what we've seen of the Disney version. Um, first off, it's a very... In the teaser, it has a forest shot of, you know, it goes through the typical forest. You have some animals there. And you hear her singing. And she turns around and she's got the blue dress on. Um, I mean, the blue dress. Well, Snow White had the blue dress, had the blue dress. I was multicolored. Yeah, I, I just remember blue being the prominent color on it. Um, it was a girdle on the outside, what? whatever they call that. You know, girdle, the thing in the middle. Oh, oh okay. Um, but anyway, it looked like Snow White. You no, know? it didn't. I, See, thought, I, I thought she looked much more Snow White than... Uh, I didn't like her hair. Everybody hates at the moment. Her hair was very long. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I don't know. I I saw that and I was like... Compared to you know what we're seeing with uh, Snow White and the Seven Hobos... Um, <laughs> I I saw it and I'm like, wow, this this looks like it's going to be better. <laughs> she looks more the part. Um, if that was her singing, she's got a very good voice. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. I thought you knew who that was. I didn't know who that is. Um, I I I like looked her up on Google, um, but she didn't seem familiar to me. Uh, 
I don't think I saw her in anything. I know she does podcasts or something. Oh, really? I, but, I um, you know, not, nothing stood out of where I've seen her before. Um, but like I said, if, if that's her singing, she's got a good voice for her. Um, I think she looks apart more than, why can't I remember her name right now? Rachel Ziegler. That's it. Rachel Ziegler. Um, I think she looks much more the part and this, the footage we saw looks like a fairy tale looks like what we would have seen in Walt Disney's original Snow White in a live version. So, um, I think it's going to be good. I haven't seen anything else, but, uh, I'd be much more apt to see that than I would the Rachel Ziegler movie. I think they're both going to be mediocre. And I think that probably this one's called Snow White and the Evil Queen. Mm -hmm. I think they'll probably be dwarves in this one, you know, even though that's not in the title. Well, they can have the dwarves. Yeah, there's nothing they wrong They can't with have Sleepy Doc. No. They can't have them there, but they could still have the dwarves. That's part yeah. of the general domain of the fairy tale. Yeah, I think this is going to be more like the grim fairy tale. Maybe a little toned down a little bit because the grim fairy tales are always Those, those are scary. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I mean, thank God Disney toned them all down. Because, again, everybody remembers Disney's version. And there have been so many live action Snow Whites and Cinderella's and Sleeping Beauties. Yeah. And it's like they, they never do anything for you. It's it's just the animated ones you, you remember. Well, those are growing up with them. Those are the definitive versions of the characters we know are the Walt Disney versions, uh, not the Grimm's fairy tale. Uh, we might know of them, but let's face it, you know, up until recently, anybody said the Little Mermaid, you're thinking of this little redhead mermaid. You know, now, interesting. now that, that image has been distorted a bit, but you know, you say Cinderella, you picture Snow White, Disney Snow White. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. You, you picture Disney's version. Um, because you know what? That's what we've grown up with. Uh, since, since we were little. So you have whole generations of kids. That's Snow White. That's Cinderella. This Sleeping Beauty, you know. Those I, I, I did want to say that that on Disney Plus they did release the 4K version of Snow White, the animated classic on on Disney Plus. I watched a little bit of it. It looks pretty good. It, it's again, it's it's hard to really tell a huge difference, but you know, every the detail looks very nice. You know, it's not like, you know, like how you would get like some of those VHSs and they would just like be blurry and it'd be a little snowy and all that. Mm -hmm. they, they remastered it. And it looks really, really nice. And I was shocked too. I didn't realize this because I was doing research on it. They did the same thing for Cinderella. Uh, is it Cinderella? Yeah, it was Cinderella. They did a 4K remaster of Cinderella and that's on Disney Plus. So I started watching that last night. That movie's dark. <laughs> 
they're all dark, but it, it's like even though they're not the grim fairy tales, darkness. Like Cinderella starts off, it's like uh, Cinderella, whatever her name was, I forget what her name is. What her name wasn't Cinderella. They're like she had a loving father who loved her, his daughter so much and thought so much of her, but alas, they did not have a mother. And he felt that it just wasn't right. So he married this shrew who had these two. Yeah, and she was very Yeah, she looked like his mother. And then uh, you could just tell they were nasty. And then as soon as he died, they like kicked her out. <laughs> you know, they put her in like the worst room in, in the house. And they had her like work as a slave. And then mm -hmm. they were like, let's just call it Cinderella. <laughs> you know, it's like, because that's more of a derogatory name. And they, they, they just were such bitches, you know? And, but when you watch it, it's like, it's just so dark, you know? It is dark. But I love that Disney used to do that. They were not afraid, like, look at Pinocchio. You know how we say about Pinocchio, those those damn donkey boys. <laughs> it's like they never went back for them. They're like... I, I'm sorry. I know it traumatized you as a kid, but I'm sorry. It still I, does. I know, I know it does. I just, I just find that funny. Donkey boys, flying monkeys, the things that nightmares are made of. But you know, again, back in the day, it's like, well, you know, kids need to get scared sometime. But then see light at the end of the tunnel. Now it's like, well, Bambi's mother. Do we really need to know she got shot? Let's just have her die of, of old age, or maybe something she, she got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> I heard they, they so now they decided to remake Tarzan in a modern light. Ugh, I have no idea what that means. That's coming out too, but I know it's not going to be good. Yeah, a live oh. action Tarzan. I mean, what are they going to do with the natives? You know, it's like, I, yeah, exactly. And those Tarzan movies were nasty. Oh my god, like the ones with Johnny Westmiller. No, the Edgar Rice Burrow, that was that was a pretty intense, you know. Yeah, no, like it like they would story. they basically would hire these slaves to take them through the jungle to like look for, for some elephant tusk graveyard, and then they would come across like this cannibal tribe and uh they would just torture it's like we'll torture all the black people first and then we'll leave the white ones for the last. But like they would tie them to trees, you know, their limbs to trees, and then twist them down, and then cut the trees, and then they would just lose their limbs. Well, you would hear is the screams, but man, they were nasty. They were <laughs> such nasty movies. I loved them as a kid. I mean, I would look away, you know, at, at some of the things, but Tarzan was so cool. He was such a fast swimmer, man. Alligators not swim those crocodiles and piranhas and <laughs> yeah crocodiles never caught him nope anyway i guess that's it let's uh let's hope that these snow white movies are interesting <laughs> you know, something well, for us to talk about when they come out uh i'll probably see one of them i'll probably see one of them if i Mom can't tell you write a review Mm, yeah, I think one of them is going to be on on demand. I don't think it's going to make it to the theaters. And I, I actually think that's the one 
Snow White and the Evil Queen. Because it's done by Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire thing. And I don't think any of those movies go to the theaters. They just go to Voodoo or Amazon. And whoever buys them, buys them. But who knows? We'll see. Anyway. Hey, you know what? If it if it if it streams well enough, they'll pull it and put it in a theater. <laughs> they'll have a sequel. The Seven Dwarfs Return. The Evil Queen's Revenge. Bum bum bum. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me email at jackm at wdwnt.com dot com and if you want you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on facebook i'm also on the podcast rusted junk and this week we are doing the thing probably one carpenters yeah oh that's good that's a good one I never seen it. it. What's that? I, that's why I was just asking. Have you seen it? No, I, I watched it the other night though. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, no, I was. I, I'm. I like Alien better. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel it was an Alien ripoff a little bit. Um, I don't. I don't think Aliens had as much. Because you didn't know who the ale, the thing was that could imitate people. Oh, I think I lost you, Joe. Oh, just a video, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm here. You you didn't know, and it even ended on a cliffhanger. You didn't know who was the alien, who was the human. You know, and John Carpenter. You know, he always teases like, well, I know who it was, but and if you look close enough, you can figure it out. Like, I don't know. But, uh, no, the thing is a good, good one. Well, I, I, well, I'll talk more about it on the, on the podcast. But, uh, no, there were things I liked about it. I thought the special effects were really good, especially for the time. Oh, yeah, the head with the spider legs? Now that should be traumatizing you, not little donkeys. Yeah, it's weird that the donkeys will traumatize me. That won't traumatize me. But, and the boys won't traumatize me. But friggin' donkeys, donkey boys. That's because you saw it when you were little. So. Yeah. No, because they never went back for them. Those kids were bad, but they weren't that bad. You know what I'm saying? All right, Joe, is there somewhere people can go, listeners can go to find interesting products? Check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News for day, uh, Today for all your Disney and Universal news. And before we launch into another half hour. Yeah, no, we should end this. <laughs> so with that, this will be the end of WDW and Teen Air Alert Season 9, Episode 39. So until next time, see ya. Good night, Miss Fedra, wherever you are. Yeah, good night. <laughs>